You're listening to Art Happens Here, the podcast that explores the often curious and occasionally amazing art installations on, in, and around the campuses of Lansing Community College. I'm your host, Bruce Mackley. Dr. Brent Knight, former LCC president, welcome back to Art Happens Here. Well, good to be with you. This is great. I was so looking forward to this. Um, Thanks for coming back. I would love to delve into your transformational vision. What you did here, I think, is unprecedented, given the fact that ambient learning and placemaking were foreign objects up until about 10 years ago. The value of, because, you know, I've read, and there's a whole thing with high expectations of students. And if you have high expectations of them, they typically have high expectations of themselves. And some of the environments that we built here and designed, they have this kind of flair that to me elevates self-expectation. You know, you walk into one of these rooms with a ceiling and the um, periodic table done a certain way and it's beautiful. You feel like you're being taken seriously as a student. You're being respected as a student. Tell me a little bit about how you feel about that and the power of that as it relates to a company or a school's brand. Well... A college is about learning, and that's really what we're here to do. And so I like learning, and how can I help people to learn, large and small? So when I was in college, I had reason to see uh, some buildings at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, and on one of them in limestone It's what's past is prologue. And I saw that when I was 19, maybe. And I remembered it always. So, okay, now I'm president of a community college. Uh, Well, what can I do like that that people would remember always? What could that be? So that got me started in ambient learning. And so if you're just walking across the campus or you're walking down a hallway, I tried to enable as many things as I could that would help you to learn. And it didn't matter what it was. It's better than nothing. A blank wall, you're not going to learn anything. But if I can do something, like we have the Supreme Court graphic in arts and sciences just in the hallway, And, gee, you might remember Thurgood Marshall for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And if there was nothing there, there'd be nothing for you to remember. And with art and sculpture, colleges teach humanities and the importance of humanities. Okay, well, I am furthering that and reinforcing that when the college itself appreciates art and sculpture. So that's all a part of doing everything I can to enable ambient learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it rubs off. It can't not rub off on you, you know. Uh, it's just like regular art, you know. It, art's done its thing if it's changed your mind just a little for the better or worse. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's great. And we have like the cube that you designed mm-hmm. most expertly, 
and it's the cube has turned into one of the favorites, and we're never sure what's going to be a favorite and mm-hmm. what's not. You don't know until yeah. you do them, mm-hmm. and the pencils turned out to be a favorite. Mm-hmm. I never would have predicted that, but like with the cube, I'm not suggesting that everybody has to like the cube, but look at it, mm-hmm. have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Gee, I would like the cube better if it was this or that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. You're learning about art, expressing yourself, and there's value in that. And plus, it's just plain fun to look at. And then next to it, we have the stainless steel, and that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And little kids put their palm on there. Mm-hmm. And that sculpture kind of wiggles in the wind. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is all great fun. Yeah. Well, I've seen more than once over the years um, students taking selfies in front of these. And I've also seen uh, specifically with geometry and back of admin and the tumbling blocks that Jim Cunningham finished, those stainless steel tumbling blocks over, I think it was in the corner of Shiawassee in Washington, professional photo shoots with, you know, photographers and all their equipment and somebody dressed up like models that are standing with these things as rich backdrops because they're just so visually compelling. Yeah, the tumbling blocks, I would think you could photograph many different ways. Oh, they climb up there. They'll climb up there and lean into it. And uh, I can only imagine how cool it looks in a, from a portfolio standpoint in a photo book. And the umbrellas mm-hmm. near the clock tower, mm-hmm. students do selfies of that that that's far more common than i had imagined yeah yeah well something that strikes me as particularly unique and visionary i'm sorry i'm going to gush a little bit because it is really cool the amount of regional heritage that you've pulled into and woven into lcc's fabric here Um, i will cite naming the buildings huron and mackinac yeah Uh, there are the general motors um conference rooms out at West. Um, there was an early project that you did with lawnmowers that were built here yeah, in Lansing. Yeah, real, real. Right. And people were scratching their heads at it. But after a while, it, they start to get it, that you're elevating, again, with the word elevation, but you're raising LCC's pedigree. I don't know what the word would be, but weaving it into that rich regional history. Well, when you start out on that as a president and you, you get started, people wonder about your mental condition. (laughs) And I'm aware of that, but I would just press on. Uh And so the college where I worked before I came to LCC, I did a long hallway graphic on why the streets were named as they were. Mm -hmm. Like one of them was Cermak Avenue. Well, that was named after Anton Cermak. And I explained why. So When I was in Louisiana, I did one about petroleum and the various compounds in petroleum. I had worked at that over time, and I was delighted that General Motors gave us permission to use their brand names in the conference rooms at West Campus because General Motors has been a big part of Lansing for over a hundred years and that's very much this community so I always look for ways to do that 
Yeah, it's it's so enriching because there are lives before ours that worked the same hours that we work. They had the same hopes and dreams that we had. Well, David Seawick teaches history here, and David collaborated with us numerous times on a number of projects, has his own podcast here called Land Stories, and they go into all those hidden things that you never would have guessed because you're busy in your day-to-day, and you stop and, and you consider it, and it gives you an appreciation for the scope of time that's passed here in this area. And I will say that General Motors, that is quite a compliment because I remember working at an agency, GM was a big client, and they were they guarded those logos, the brand, everything about it was sacred, and I'm sure it still is, but it was well, uh, quite... People told me I'd never get that, that they would oh. never do that. And I was just thrilled yeah. when we did... And, you know, we have the General Motors electric car oh, yeah, the there, mm-hmm. and we have the one of the early Toronados mm-hmm. there. So I'm very fond of all of that and delighted that we could do it. I think that reflects their trust in you and their regard for this place being what it is, because it is, it's regarded. And one of our coolest projects, of course, is that robot at West Campus. Yeah, that was a blast. That was that was abundantly cool where we took an old GM robot that was obsolete and and scrap, yeah. frankly. Yeah. And we turned it into a most attractive piece and that we have the programs at West Campus and robotics and that is representative and students I wasn't sure how it was going to be received until I saw students doing selfies Mm -hmm. and I thought oh boy (laughs) we hit it right because if the kids like it then they'll appreciate it and it'll serve that purpose and it's kind of an icon of a sort yeah well it was one of my favorite projects to work on and you placed an awful lot of trust with me in, uh, and with uh, AIS uh, out there painting it and bringing it up to the art object that it is today. And I looked at it the other, like a couple of weeks ago, and it's aged fine. Still looks yeah. great. And then I said, hey, let's have a, a saber, a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure that was another occasion where people, again, questioned my mental standing. But then staff guys figured it out they owned it and then they owned it they i didn't create it yeah. they did we were all like a bunch of little kids from that project and yeah and i thought whoa two this, and a half tons this is abundantly cool yeah. and like many of these projects i mean yeah i had an idea but that was only five percent of the project wow. and Everybody, 95% was figuring out how to do it and then how to do it successfully. And, and like the same, how big is it? How, what diameter is it? How long is it? How do we make it work? How do we fasten it? You have all those problems to solve. Oh, yeah. And I had great people here who were delighted to solve them. It was terrifying. Yeah. And, and I didn't, I would just sprinkle the ideas mm-hmm. and then they would do them. They were not expensive yeah. and they were great fun for many people to do. And I don't want to give the impression that I told them, no, I didn't tell. No, you never did. I didn't tell anybody. You never did. I, I would, 
I would talk in metaphors and concepts and mm-hmm. maybes, and then people took it from there. And we have, like Lee the electrician, he would solve, I would say, you know, I think we could light this. And then a few weeks later, he would do something and he'd say, well, what do you think of that? Yeah. And then it would be lit. That was typical of how we would approach things. It is. Well, the trust factor. And I had Josh Reisner on a number of weeks ago. Josh, if you recall, painted our portrait of Malcolm X. And we were reflecting. And I remember telling him, that given your, you know, your appreciation for and your ability, actually, with art, because I've seen your work, you would be considered a frustrated artist. I always say light the fuse and step back and just kind of let it this, plant the seed and let it take hold and then we'd start to own it and then there would be the, and it would grow and there was this, uh, these teams that worked together to come up with these and you know we had failures we tripped and stumbled a little bit here and there and I was forgiven you know we didn't we didn't waste money I mean I think that we were very efficient in doing a lot of this stuff and they do they come out having the honor of doing like the robot arm for a 10 million dollar robotics training facility that's one of a kind in the Midwest, or it was when it was, I'm talking about the Center for um, Manufacturing Excellence at West there. It sits out there as a beacon as, at the entrance. It's a very big deal for a designer to to do that. And it was a lot of fun. Well, you mentioned the Malcolm X painting. Yes. And the story on the Malcolm X painting was, I wish to be inclusive. I wish everyone to be welcome here. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, well, what can you do to suggest that everyone is welcome. And also I was mindful that the percentage of black young males is not what it might be. Not just at LCC, but across America in higher education. So what could I do? Mm -hmm. And I had the notion, well, I could do a large oil portrait. Mm -hmm. Well, who would you do it of? And so I thought, well, Malcolm X has a history in in Lansing, Mm -hmm. and he would be a worthy subject. Mm -hmm. And then I had a file in my desk that I would take clippings of, and I'd just put them in there. Mm -hmm. And in my file was an artist, Joshua Reisner, and he's the portrait painter for the state of Michigan. It's arts and residents, actually. Yeah, Capital. he would do mm-hmm. governors and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. The guy is just an expert portrait artist. And he is. So I invited him mm-hmm. to talk with me, mm-hmm. and then the two of us brainstormed, mm-hmm. and that's how we got the Malcolm X portrait. And then that went so well that we did several others. So... I was delighted, and the quality is just superb. It's it's like a photograph. The, it's the only color representation of Malcolm X because everything else is black and white. Yeah, he had to he had to create that. He did. Yeah, and we had to talk about it at length and the challenges. You know, he had using this body and that with a red background. It's again, it's iconic to LCC. Um, I've seen it used more than a few times as WebEx backgrounds in various meetings here. People regard it. It's that's sacred. It's probably too strong of a word, but it's highly valued and regarded here as part of us, part of what we do. He did the Arab, the hijab 
women That's right. painting as mm-hmm. well, and, and that is in Gannon. That one was even more difficult because I started talking about what I was looking for, mm-hmm. and then he had to interpret that uh-huh. and come up with a sketch and a concept and a product, and he, mm-hmm. he did well with it. Mm-hmm. Talking to Josh and his thought process in getting his head around doing Malcolm X, I mean, he read up on it, he did all this research on it because he had to be mentally at ease and familiar with the subject matter. I mean, due diligence, he, he did his homework. Oh, he did. And it reflected in the, in the final yeah. work. You know, the look on his face, all of it, you know, just masterfully done. Expertly done. Expertly done. And all of our work, our goal was to make excellent professional quality art, one way or another. If it, regardless if it was a sculpture, anything we touched, we tried for the highest level of performance possible. No, we did. And, And perfect ownership. And that was another thing I wanted to touch on while we have a little bit of time is uh, leveraging internal talent. You know, there are a number of things that we worked on here that, and I'll point to the acrylic, um, the mobile sculpture that hangs in the star zone. Then you look at it and you'd say, yeah, six figures easily. I mean, it looks like that. And it wasn't even close. I mean, yes, we used a lot of labor here, people's time and so on, it was designed here. But had you sent that out for bid, I mean, Half a million, maybe? Oh, it would have been prohibitively expensive. Oh, yeah. But I was just delighted when we did the renovation there. We had a high ceiling, mm-hmm. high cube space. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, oh, boy, we're going we're to do a mobile. I don't know what, mm-hmm. but we're going to figure this out. And so... We started collaborating on what we could do, and that took us several years. Yeah. I mean, we had ideas, and they were Mm -hmm. cost prohibitive, Mm -hmm. and then we had other ideas, Mm -hmm. and then we finally came up with something that we could do, and then how we were going to fabricate it, and then how we were going to hang it, Mm -hmm. and how far apart, and how many— and how the light would work and how the air movement. And it was all an experiment. Mm-hmm. And you had a huge part in that, as did Tim, Tim Martz and, and his guys. I think it's stunning. There's a number of happy accidents that happened with that particular project. Uh, we had originally, well, two I can think of. Uh, we had originally specced using an acrylic that was turned out to be like 700 bucks a sheet right. for a four by eight sheet. And I'm like, we can't do, we, no, no we, 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 we won't be doing that at all. And then one of the team members, Tanya, found this other stuff that was 150 bucks a sheet. I mean, it was cheap and it was uh, fluorescent acrylic. Right. And you don't see it much because, you know, I think it had a retail application, but it scratches easily. So you don't see it much in retail. And the stuff grabs the light and sends it to the edges, and it looks like it's plugged in. Yeah, it's incredible. So we use that, and then the second happy accident is the design of when you walk in from Washington Square, the ceiling's low. Right. You walk in, and you walk up to the star zone desk, and as you walk out from underneath the low ceiling, all of a sudden, you're confronted with this explosion of color overhead. And they're moving because of Mm -hmm. the air. And we never anticipated that. We didn't understand how they'd glow. Right. And that was done by a group of people who work here. 
they don't do that as their job. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah we, I worked with people. Mm-hmm. I chose people that I thought would enjoy the work yeah. and it, it would be fun for them. Yeah. They could exercise their creativity and be proud of it. And we couldn't have hired it done. I don't think so. We could no. not have afforded it. No. it. It would not have been practical. And we did much of it with our own staff, mm-hmm. most economically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's remarkable. And we do uh, have a consultant, an architect that comes in that will give us blessing. I mean, it was hanging over people's heads and uh, safety thoughts. And then with Brad wanting to swage every single one, you know, for safety, you know, always safety for the students, clearing above everything else. But no, that was a blast to work on. And, you know, it's still there. And we replicated that in, uh, in, in the room that we, uh, we designed for you here. Well, before you left, right. we got a mini curtain of that stuff. And I have some in my office, too. Brad bought me over a box of that. It's hanging in the corner of my office. Yeah, we had to shape it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and... and, and Heat and, it up and bend it. Bend it and get the temperature right. And so there was a lot of complexity beyond what you might think. Yeah, well, I, I've heard more than a couple times people say, it just makes me happy looking at it. I just feel happy. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's I mean, I never get tired of it. Yeah. You know, it's like Brian Bishop's work. I tell him his stuff is so tranquil. It's just peaceful and it centers my brain. You know, it's just wonderful to, to regard and to look at. Brian's uh, creative work going down the stairway Ugh. in Gannon, I haven't seen that for a couple of years. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It is. A die bond. Yeah. yeah. It was very economical. Yeah. It makes a whopping impact. Yeah. Yeah. I had him on a two-part interview and it was, it was a great interview. I'm going to have him back too. I want to talk about education and art a little bit, explore that. You, you know, just quickly on Gannon, on the glass, mm-hmm. on the eastern elevation of Gannon there that has the angles yes. of glass. I came here from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I got that idea from a building on Michigan Avenue. Mm-hmm. And then the architect incorporated a version of it. Mm-hmm. And the college retained an engineer mm-hmm. who made that. And then the college used the same again on the new Gannon parking ramp. One of the towers, it one was of the stairwell towers. Same game plan. And yeah. I'll never forget, Jack Davis was an important person in Lansing. He was an attorney, mm-hmm. very civic-minded. I remember Mr. Davis. And made a great contribution to this community. Mm-hmm. And Jack would tell me how much he liked that glass. And he loved to drive by it, especially in the evening, and look at it. And he would compliment the college for that repeatedly, and I'll never forget that. For me, it was, well, gee, I'm delighted that someone like Jack noticed it and appreciated it, and that was most worthwhile. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think the building you're referring to in Chicago is the Spurtis Building in Chicago. And for our listeners, picture... A glass front that a giant peels away and crumples up and then uncrumples and puts back glass. I mean, that's it looked like it had been folded like paper. And then anyway, um, LCC's version is iconic to the school. Uh, I remember uh, filming a commercial and we I wanted I storyboarded that in there. I wanted the sun playing across those windows, the rising sun. 
couple of our team members from media services got up at 4 a.m. and set up the track for the sunrise to come up. Oh, wow. And they, they moved the track to get the sun dancing across those windows, and we included it in the, in the it just cool factor, just straight through the roof. And we, then the rolling lawn yep. is right there, mm-hmm. and that and that's a whole other story, oh, yeah. but um, it all works. It does. It does. And that tying that glass intentionally, I think that was uh, Director Martz doing, maybe if I'm not mistaken, making sure that happened. Well, before we wrap up, um, legacy, how do you think you did? Did you accomplish what you thought you did here? Well, I always wanted to do more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I was always, I loaded us with all we could do. Yeah, it was a f- I filled us full of projects. And so we, we would just go from one project to another to another. And we got a whole lot done. I mean, a thousand images is massive. And the number of sculptures and other works of art of all sorts and landscaping and mitigating the brutalism. Mm-hmm. We did a whole lot. I'm very, very proud of it. Mm-hmm. And my goal was... What could I do as Mm -hmm. president that would be durable, Mm -hmm. make the college a better place for a long time, Mm -hmm. long time in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 60 years? What could it be? Mm -hmm. And we planted trees and made the college just a wonderful asset for the community and a place people would want to be. Mm-hmm. And that was my goal. And we did all that we could economically. Mm-hmm. We did everything for the lowest amount of money that oh, I know. we I know, possibly could. I pushed to have fancier things done and you would say, no, we can't, can't do that. You know, um, very eye to the bottom line. The cases, those display cases, in ANS with the the butterflies and the and the in the yeah. brain slices and all that cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was I had somewhat of an axe to grind on the display cases. I in my career I had noticed display cases in colleges without any labels, with labels you couldn't read, mm-hmm. a pile of rocks in a display case that was with you know dust on it and I had no interest in that. So I wanted to design display cases that were great fun and learning experiences. And we did the migration of the monarch butterfly display yeah. case. We did slices of an actual human brain. Mm-hmm. And those worked very well. We did the writing display case, mm-hmm. have a letter in there from a World War II soldier, mm-hmm. various writing instruments. I think they're compelling. And again, that's part of ambient learning. And when you approach Lansing Community College, you begin to learn. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was our goal. Albert Einstein once said, if you always do what you always did, you will always get what you always got. If you want to check out what I've been talking about, just visit this episode at lccconnect.org. Art Happens Here is a production of LCC Connect. Thanks for lending us your imagination.